And we're back. I only started that way because Nancy <laughs> said I should. <laughs> Hello, Goreheads, and welcome to another episode of... Um, obviously, because I said it, Nancy's here with me, and I'm going to crack a hard seltzer because, you know, I care about my health and they're low in carbs and etc., etc. I'm going to try and make myself comfortable on my giant high heel chair. Is that what you call it? <laughs> I don't even know. I should post a picture of that on Instagram. Okay, so for some strange reason, Nancy... Went through, well, no, let me, let me rewind this a little bit. Two weeks ago, her and I were talking about the psychological horror movies that she prefers over the blood and guts and the in-your-face gore. Um, Not that she doesn't like those, but she said she's more of a psychological uh, horror fan. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, well, actually, we haven't posted that one, so, well, that was during our Intruder episode, but... Uh, okay, so with that being said... Well, you said we only had one episode left. We have one episode left in the can. Okay. To post. And that's the Intruder episode. I thought we already posted the last one, which is why you, like, rushed this episode. <laughs> no. I told you we have one left. All right. Anyhow, so you said you liked psychological horror. And we ventured down the rabbit hole, uh, so to speak, and we watched... Actually, quite a few that were, I don't know, what would you call them? Rape exploitation movies or? Mm, yeah, this was um, I, movies in the 70s that, that really drove home the whole women are mistreated and, you know. Very misogynistic movies. Right. Sexist, misogynistic. Right. Um, Grist for the glorious Steinem Mill. <laughs> <laughs> But we actually start. Well, we we watched uh, the girl next door, mm-hmm. which was based on a true story about a girl who was held captive. Um, her parents died in a car accident, I believe, and it is a true story. Um, she was held captive in her aunt's basement, yeah, raised by her aunt. Raised, I don't know. Can you even call it raised? Um, so she was in her in her auntie's basement. Uh, she was tortured, abused, uh, raped by neighborhood children. Uh, the aunt, uh, basically just treated her like absolute shit. So that was the first one we watched. Hard watch. Uh, and consider, I mean, because it's based on a true story, it, you know, it's one of those hard to watch movies. Um, so then we actually watched the movie that we are going to cover today, um, and that is 1978's I Spit on Your Grave. Now you're by yourself. No, that's the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, but that song fits way better on that movie than it does on Last House on the Left, you have to admit. I guess I, I didn't really listen to the lyrics, because I was distracted by the movie playing under it. So what, I mean, can you just quote the lyrics? Now you're by yourself. Now you're all alone, feeling that nobody loves you or wants you, hoping that someone will hold your hand, hoping that someone will understand. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Well, the the song that Nancy's referring to is uh, written and sang by David Hess, who plays Krug in the movie uh, The Last House on the Left. Now, that movie came out in 1972. So the steel trap uh, memory over here, as she just quoted the lyrics, very much do uh, fit the movie I Spit on Your Grave. And the post-rape scene, they're very similar anyway, but I think it is more profound in I I Spit on Your Grave, which means that's why I think that the the song fits better with that. Because she's walking away naked, she's jaded, she's like in in a fog and... And actually, okay, yeah, I, I very much see your point. Because in Last House on the Left, Mary Collingwood is with her friend Phyllis, and they get taken by Krug and his cronies, uh, Krug, Will, uh, Weasel Jr., and uh, I don't remember the woman's name. But, but yes, and I spit on your grave. Jennifer is 
exactly that. She's all alone. She goes away to a cabin in the woods. She's a writer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working on her novel. Working on her novel. So, yeah, she's rented a, a, a cabin to, to work on a novel. Johnny, Matthew, and a couple of other, I can't even call them gentlemen, a couple of other animals come with Johnny. Oh. and Huh? That's an indigestion. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> How polite burping off, off of the <laughs> microphone. So, anyway, yeah, the song, again, as Nancy had just quoted, does fit, I think, last house, last house on the left a little bit better. Or, I'm sorry, I spit on your grave a little bit better. I actually played the song during the scene. Uh, yes. And it did. was, it just seemed like it was just so fitting. A lot more fitting. I do have to question, though, why you have that song on your phone. <laughs> because, okay, as song? we went, we went way... This is going back, and I don't even remember what episode we were talking about. Or I think it was actually episode one, Maniac. And we we watched the Hateful Eight, and yeah, the Hateful Eight. The song was on the Hateful Eight. You recalled it from hearing it on Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. But when you when you put the the connotations of the movie, or I'm sorry, the connotations of the song, it just seems like an odd song to have on your. Of course, I've got Goodbye Horses on my phone. Right, (laughs) because... That was on Silence of the Lambs when Buffalo Bill was... Whether or not it was on a horror movie, if it's a good song, it's a good song. And David S. has a good voice. And I don't know if he played the guitar. I think he did. He, He was a musician. And if I remember correctly from hearing trivia about... I think he did this movie based solely on the fact that if he could... Uh, do the do music, music for it. Yeah, well, so. he, he, or he, maybe not based solely. But I didn't partly. like his, his character was... No, he's a slime ball. He was a jerk, but he had a beautiful singing voice and the song really resonated with me, obviously. And he actually, he did sing a couple of songs in the movie. Um, this one, obviously, the one we're talking about. And then I know there was one or two others. And I believe he played instrumental music for the movie as well. If you haven't heard it, I can't play it because of copyright, I'm sure, but uh, yeah. Um, if you haven't heard it, I recommend it if you can find it. It's a good song. Maybe I'll, I'll try and play just like a 10-second clip of it or something. Yeah. But uh, So, okay, back to the beginning of the episode. Yeah, the movie that we covered was actually I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, this movie was from 1978, has a 5.7 on IMDb. And not much on Mediacritic uh, or Metacritic. Only a 5.7? Yeah. No, I think it's probably just, not a lot of people have seen it. Probably, well, there's a couple. I mean, it, okay, the movie's on the Video Nasties list. Uh, so I don't know if it's been released full form in the UK. Well, you know, now that I'm thinking of it, the acting wasn't great. It was not. And there's something very odd, and I mean, we'll get to this, about a group of guys raping a woman together and standing around looking at each other's cock and balls. And <laughs> well, and we had this discussion when we were watching it. What kind of guy? Like, tag teams with another guy. That's... Sloppy seconds. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry. I, I have nothing against homosexuality. I just, to me, it's just like... Gross, it's double dipping. <laughs> <laughs> it's like putting your whole mouth right in the bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, well, yeah, I, I don't go in for that, but I, com- I, I complete, I mean, coming from a woman's standpoint, I can understand what you're saying, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, this is one of those movies. It, I think because of the nature of the movie, it's probably not one of those movies that a lot of people want to watch. I mean, it's like, you know, you look it up on IMDb and you see, because there was the remake from 2012, I believe, or 2015. Anyway, but so there was the, the remake of I Spit on Your Grave, and probably more people have seen that than seen the original. Just seeing the remake and the rape and the torture and, you know, the defiling of the woman is enough to shy people away from, or at least this generation, from seeing the original. Well, back when it was made, that was like... Didn't they want to give it an X rating? 
Probably. I mean, just based on subject matter alone. Yeah, I want to say that they wanted to give it an X rating. And back for the time, it was very, very risque. Um, and the scene, the the rape scene is brutal. I mean, bad well, acting yeah, any, aside. Anytime it, you have a, I mean, anytime there's a, a rape scene in a movie, it's, you know. But the, and the girls just seemed so, and not, maybe not the one with the wicked eyebrows, but the, the nice one that wasn't. What's her name? What was her name? Rachel? I don't know. From what? You know, I'm thinking of uh, Last House on the Left, the original. Oh. Oh, Mary and Phyllis. Yeah. Mary was the daughter. Phyllis was the friend. Yeah. Phyllis was the one with the wicked eyebrows, but... <laughs> I feel Coming like... Coming from a former cosmetologist. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to me, both movies are so extremely similar. I mean, the, the plot line is like... They they run very close to you know yeah so forgive me if I, I I intertwine these two movies because I know you said that we should do like a, a double episode well on these two we wanted to but yeah or I mean well yeah we talked about it anyway they're um, very similar they are very similar and we'll probably draw comparisons to each other as we go along through the movie or you know through the plot summary and everything I would here. recommend anybody that that is like a, a horror movie buff. Um, watch these back to back. But you know what? I mean, we watched Last House on the Left last night. We watched I Spit the on Your the original. We watched I Spit on Your Grave. What Tuesday? a week ago or Tuesday yeah. was it? Tuesday, yeah. From my point of view, I mean, I know, I know, Last House on the Left came first, and it was done in seventy two. From my point of view, I think Grave was actually a harder watch for me. In terms of the brutality of yeah. the rape and and the emotional toll that it took on, I think, it, and part of that was because the rape lasted a hell of a lot longer, and I spit on your grave than it did in Last House on the Left, which is probably um, why I feel like the song is more fitting for for that movie because the song is very it's poignant. Um, emotionally evoking. It's, <laughs> I mean, and it is because of the hard nature of it Mm -hmm. i think i mean yeah like you said you could probably put that song over this movie and be just as fine doing it okay so yeah with that being said all right we're gonna dig into the plot here so okay yes i spit on your grave 1978 uh 5.7 on imdb and again it stars uh camille keaton as jennifer who is the main protagonist Aaron Tabor or Tabor as Johnny and then a bunch of other stoolies that uh plays his cronies or friends or whatever I don't like women giving me orders I spit on your grave what you are about to see did happen spit on your grave this woman will soon cut chop break and burn five men beyond recognition and there isn't a jury in this country that will convict her I spit on your grave. I spit on your grave. Hey, 
scared to death. I... What do you want? It's you I want. Jennifer is a writer from New York, and she goes off to the country to focus on her new story. So, you know, she wants peace and quiet, and um, she'd bring, you know, what, I think, I don't know if they said how long, but probably a month or two of supplies. Yeah, she went to the store, and and she bought um, bought bought groceries for the long haul. A lot of alcohol. Yeah. Johnny, Matthew, and the other two animals are uh, fishing on on the lake, and they're just kind of bullshitting around about women and how they can, you know, they're gonna they can score anytime they want, and they can do this, that, and the other. Um, Matthew is developmentally disabled. He's a little is slow and appropriate. Yeah, they, no, they they kind <laughs> of it, it being the movie from from nineteen seventy eight. They kind of. Uh, they they portrayed him not how they would in this day and age, and even in the remake, they kind of made it made his character a little different. Uh, he was. I don't think he was quite as like slap. Challenged. Yeah, it, they was... well they made it they made it more of like a caricature in the original, like uh, you know, with the hat and oh the um. The hat and the not, glasses. Not Gomer Pyle, uh, Gilligan. Gilligan. Yeah, yeah. They made him kind of like a laughing stock, kind of like, unless you didn't realize that this guy is not all there, you know. Overly embellished his disabilities. Yeah. So, uh, Jennifer, she's focusing on her story. Uh, she's writing outside. She's, you know, sitting out by the dock, uh, just kind of jotting down notes and stuff. And uh, the the guys catch sight of her, so they start harassing her by dri- you know doing like drive by boatings and catcalling as they're riding by in the boat, and she ends up going inside. And I mean, it it starts pretty quickly in terms of the rape. You know, they catch up to her. I mean, just cut to it. They they rape her flat out. You know, and it's just. Again, we kind of go back to the the violent nature of the rape. And I mean, you know, I, I obviously I can't speak as a woman. I can only speak from my own standpoints. I, no, that's not the way I want to say that. Um, <laughs> you get a whole I, lot of people pissed off at you. I, I don't mean to, not, how do I want to word this with being delicate? I can't speak as a woman, so I can't say what it would like to be that way. But... <laughs> <laughs> the yeah i know open mouth insert foot i get it just the emotional toll and i and I, I mean granted this is a movie i get that but just the emotional toll that of of seeing it on screen i mean obviously it's not real because it's a movie but even with the first rate it takes a toll on you and it hits you hard you know I don't know what other way to describe it. I'll just, it's like. You get, if you have any kind of like empathy at all, this is where it's going to shine through. I mean, because you're, I was watching it and it's just like hard to watch, you know? Well, that's what I mean. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't speak as a woman. And, and, and I like feeling the way a woman would feel. Even just seeing it on screen, her uh, her character's dignity was completely obliterated during this scene, and that's hard for any woman, especially women nowadays. Just because you know we're taught about equality and we're taught about you know um, women having strength and and that's what I mean. It's just 
Well, like you said, the dignity. It just they, yeah, they it, pull it all away from her. You know, point blank. And you can almost feel when you're watching the scene, like this pain of, you know, and, and this has actually happened to people. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's jarring. And and more so in this one than it is in Last House. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, you know, more brutal. So we'll continue on. Uh, Jennifer gets away. I don't remember if she was naked at this point, but she gets away. And somehow the guys get ahead of her in the woods. Um, and when they catch up to her, they take her down and they rape her again. Um, and I believe this is the one uh, you made a comment about it. that you, you, I think this was a anal rape. She was sodomized? <laughs> yeah. I... I mean, it's even hard to talk about, you know, just saying it as a movie, mm-hmm. even just being a movie. So they they rape her again. She manages to get away again, They or they, they leave her when they're done. Uh, she makes her way back to the cottage, and the guys are there again. So they left and must have known that she was going there. And they they rape her again for the third time. And this is where Matthew, the uh, slow guy, is... I don't don't know that you should be calling him slow. I I know. Mentally challenged? Mentally disabled? He's... Mentally slow? I don't... What do you call him? I I, I don't know. It's a tough one for me. I think... I don't know. He has developmental disabilities. Okay. So Matthew, the slow one. Um, Developmentally disla- disabled. Okay. The the developmentally disabled Matthew is made to rape Jennifer. Um, and this is, you know, he's... He wants to prove that he's a real guy like the, the other guys and... Yeah. And of total course, peer pressure. They're making fun of him. You know, they're poking fun about... You know, the size of his dick or that he can't finish or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, of course, the other guys are drinking. And they're, they're and, sitting around watching. I, and that's what I mean. It's like, you know. Who does I, that? <laughs> well, obviously, they're twisted. Twisted fucks going back to the Poughkeepsie tapes. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that's another thing I don't understand is, like you said. How and they're all, like, just... rooting him on. It's like. I guess I, I'm not a guy, so I don't understand that that male mentality where you know the I, I know guys like to to root for each other and support each other. I guess you know that's why it is with sports and whatnot. But so, so this me this movie obviously made us equally uncomfortable for completely different <laughs> completely different reasons. This is a it's a tough movie, and it's like you almost don't want to talk about it, but. You know that's why <laughs> that's why we're here. Well, but and we'll get to we'll get to you know the ending of the movie. But the ending does they want to bring those emotions out in you? Well, they do because because of how the ending is right. Which is I don't understand why the ratings were so well <sighs> bad for it because a movie that would evoke the kind of emotions that this movie does. I think it's acting. Just, I mean, acting is just a portion of what makes a, a movie good. Right. You know, right. Well, I yeah. think, you know, a lot of people, maybe they wouldn't think that, but just like my cousin, Vinny Oscar, because the acting. Marissa Tomei. Yeah. I, to me, <laughs> the movie was not Oscar worthy. <laughs> we have it right here. I know. <laughs> and it's a good movie. It's very entertaining, but. It didn't, did it evoke any emotions in you when you I, watched it? It was pure entertainment. Well, even Marissa Tomei didn't believe that she won the Oscar. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as... Um, <laughs> but I will say this for that movie, is that they actually use that movie because it's one of the best examples of how a real courtroom <laughs> is ran. Well, I don't, even, I don't even know that that would be true. That's what I've read. Well. Anyway, so... Yeah, we're veering off to a different... Yeah, totally way out there. 
Um, so, okay, the, the guys leave. Bottom line is uh, acting does not necessarily make the movie. That is true. Take all of Tom Cruise's movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's praised as being this great actor, hey, and he couldn't act his way out I'm of the I'm sorry, but anything that both John Travolta or Nicolas Cage in is pure shit. <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> and when they act together. Yeah, but, <laughs> and, and I was just talking about this with my coworker. I hate John Travolta with a passion. Nicolas Cage gets under my skin. I love the movie Face Off. <laughs> it's one of those so bad it's good Yeah, it was, it's a guilty pleasure for me. I, you know, um, Nicolas Cage is absolutely horrible in it. John Travolta, equally horrible. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to do a, a, a show on it. It being a horror movie because that's how bad it is. We need to see that the movie Mandy with Nicolas Cage. It's a horror movie. It came out a while ago. I really don't have any interest to see it, but the only movie that has ever made Nicolas Cage show that he has any kind of acting talent is Raising Arizona. And yeah. back in its day he did not get an Oscar for it, which is a travesty because it is such a good movie. That was, yeah, probably his, his, I'd say his number one. But it was ahead of its time. I understand that. It was. But that was writing. That was the Coen brothers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So enough about Nick Cage. I hate John Travolta. I know. <laughs> he's got really bad hair. What's he's, he's left got, of it? He's got no hair. Um. I, and I'm not saying that to be biased. I have practically no hair. <laughs> and a bad toupee. Uh, him, not you. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> Man, we went way off. Um, <laughs> so the guys leave. I know it was fun, though, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> <laughs> the guys leave, and uh, <laughs> Johnny ends up sending Matthew... Uh, back to kill Jennifer because they just left her there. Um, so Matthew goes back and he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have balls to kill her. Doesn't doesn't have the balls to kill her. So he actually takes uh, blood from her cheek and just rubs it on the knife to act as though make it look like he was, did kill her. Yeah. Um, and these idiots believed him. Well, right, because I mean, why wouldn't you? So Jennifer comes to the guys leave. Jennifer comes to. And uh, she doesn't really say how long she heals for or whatever, but she gets cleaned you up. You kind of get an idea of that with, like, the scars healing, and, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it takes a, a while. Pretty bad scar mm -hmm. on her cheek. But somehow she stayed... Okay, so if it was weeks, she stays hidden for that long without them realizing that she Well, they didn't want to go back to check, because... Dead. Remember, they said in the movie, if they went back to the scene of the crime, they would look guilty. Well, yeah, that's true. And I mean, of course you would. But, um, okay, guilty. so we'll say weeks then? Probably maybe weeks. A week, maybe a month or two. We'll go with weeks. Or a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway, um... So the guys are boating around again, and they and Jennifer now has the dogs are dogs are going ape shit upstairs. Um, <laughs> Jennifer is back to writing now. Yeah, well, it's um, been it's been at least a month or two or weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so. She goes back to writing, um, and she's just kind of minding her own business like nothing happened, which, again, I don't know how the hell you do that. but Well, she's had a month or two to kind of reflect. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do that? <laughs> it's been weeks. <laughs> um, but so uh, the guys are, are eating lunch, and they're not really reminiscing about the situation but matthew starts freaking out about what they did and you know of course the other guys are poking and prodding him and you know shut the fuck up and you know we don't want to talk about it we don't want to do this whatever um so and 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 when they leave for the you know leave from lunch or whatever they uh two of the guys and 
I apologize, but I don't know their names. Um, dicks. Dicks. Uh, they go back and they do a little reconnaissance drive by in the boat to see if she is in fact alive. Well, or... yeah, they figure it's it's they're safe now to go and check and see because it's been like a month or two. So after the guys uh, do their reconnaissance boat by, uh, they do find Jennifer. Again, she's sitting out by the lake and she's doing her writing or she's just kind of, actually, she's eyeballing them, uh, giving them the stink eye. And when they go back and tell Johnny. Did you notice she was wearing this like flowing white, like ethereal? It wasn't, yeah, it, could you call it, I don't, what would you call it? Not a negligee, but. It was Just like a, a gown, a nightgown, but... A day robe or something? Yeah, um, you could tell that... And this is another thing that... It, the movie doesn't get credit for this, um, with the ratings, obviously, but she's... You want to make... You want to feel like she's angelic, and... None of it was her fault. Right, you want to make her feel like she was innocent, and she was... Um, holy crap, those dogs. I don't know if you can if you're picking this up, but <laughs> I don't know. I'll be able to hear it on playback. So, but yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, because they they do they make her to be very. They have her her hair flowing. She's got it down. Remember, I mean, before the rape scene, she was wearing like form fitting clothes and you know typical seventies stuff, and then after she's wearing this long white gown. A la, I'm a saint. Um, Angelina Jolie is doing that now. But, I mean, they want to get the point across that, that this girl has been completely gutted. And transformed. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I never, yeah, I never even caught that, really. But that's, yeah, a very good observation. Yeah, okay, so the guys go back, they tell Johnny. And then the three of them kind of, well, not kind of, they beat Matthew uh, because he lied to them about uh, killing her. Um, Jennifer actually goes to Which, church. I, if I may intervene. Yes. Not only should they not be surprised that she isn't dead because they didn't see it for themselves, but how cowardly of them to put it on him to do it. I think because they've, uh, if they were man enough to do what they did to her, but they're not man enough to kill her, and that means it... no. I uh, yeah. Well, no. Well, I mean because they were, it's an abuse of power, kind of thing. They I... felt they had power over her, over Jennifer, and that's why they they took advantage of her, and they and they did what they did to her. But they didn't then... have they didn't have the courage. And well, right, and then they they had the abuse of power over Matthew, and they wanted him to kill her because because they were you know, guilty because she like would speak, she would say something, kind of thing, you know, abuse of power. All right, I mean, right? I don't know that they have power. I think that they're just master manipulators. Well, they had power over him. Yeah. So, you know, I think so they a, they seek out weaknesses in people and try to exploit them right right abuse of power weeks not months <laughs> well it's been like a month and a half so <laughs> so jennifer goes back uh she actually drives to a church and uh she's asking she she goes up to the altar is it an altar at a church we don't have one so i don't know and she actually we don't asked, have a church we have a church, but we don't have an altar. What do you call it? Is it an altar? Well, yeah, it would be an altar, but I guess. Yeah. Uh, what do they call them? It was obviously a big church, Catholic church, an altar. This is an altar boy, right? So it's yeah, an altar. but I mean. Anyway, she goes to the church. <laughs> I, I think it's called an <laughs> altar. I don't know. She goes to a church and she prays for forgiveness. She asks for forgiveness for uh, what she's about to do because she knows that uh, she's going to be getting revenge on these guys. And at this point, Jennifer catches Matthew. He, or Actually, she calls the grocery store that he works at. He was a delivery boy, delivery guy. 
and she calls and makes an order uh, to be delivered from the grocery store that Matthew works at, and she catches him outside uh, near the lake again, um, and this is where she gets her revenge on Matt, she, or Matthew. She wraps the This is where she starts to take them down one by one. She, yeah, she, she definitely, she gets her revenge. Um, we don't want to do any spoilers. Yeah, we do. Well, people want to watch the movie and see these uh, scenes for themselves. What we do for every podcast, we've done the whole lot. Don't talk that way to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I'm trying to maintain the integrity of the movie here for our viewers or our <laughs> listeners. Can't cut it off now. <laughs> <laughs> what and what integrity? <laughs> so Jennifer catches Matthew out by the lake. She wraps a rope around his neck and she drags him up and hangs him. Well, thanks. So, yep, I just spoiled it for you. So Matthew's out of the picture. Um, next, she goes to the gas station. Um, and she coaxes Johnny, the leader, into her car. Um, she kind after of, we see that he has a wife and a family, wife kids. and kids, uh, who actually the kids are uh, the son and daughter of the director. She drives him out to West Craven Country. No, West no. Craven did last half more. Yeah, I don't remember what the name of the director was for this one. So she drives him off into the country or into the like I don't know, not the woods, but like a field somewhere. Um, she has him strip or has him strip at gunpoint actually. And he makes excuses, you know, they, like, they, they, they raped her because she was wearing slutty clothing or they uh, raped her because her she fault. had she, her, she was begging for it. She was asking for it. Had her long legs yeah. showing or whatever the case was. So she takes a, a pot shot at him and just, you know, shoots, the, shoots the ground in front of him. And then she suggests that they go take a bath. Um, and as they're, as they're getting in the bath, a, he's idiot is kind of like, Oh, you hate me. Yeah. I'll go take a bath. With yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so he's making more excuses about, you know, well, well, we raped you because of this and we did this because of that. And so she's trying to, she's, you know. she's at this point like, okay, I kind of get why you did it now, but I'm, I'm hot for you. And he's believing this. He's buying it. I don't understand. Anyway. So, um, it's cringeworthy. It, it was pretty bad. And cause we actually rewatched this last night, uh, or finished it, I should say. And then this is where you get the, and I'm sorry, I don't want to spoil it for you <laughs> or for any of our listeners, all 10 of them, but, uh, she gets in the bath with them and as she's massaging his, his junk, uh, she reaches over into the edge of the tub and grabs a knife, and then this is where you get the uh, cock slice, the cock cut. She chops his dick off with the knife, um, and he starts screaming, you know, yelling like you know, bloody murder. Uh, you can see the tub kind of filling up with blood, and then you get this really like, I, I, I like, wasn't even a spurt, but like a. I guess it was a spurt, like a big gush of blood uh, coming from his crotch. Um, and then at this point, you know, he's yelling and screaming, uh, freaking out because his dick is cut off. Um, and uh, I don't just that one from me. I mean, I think of all the revenges that she got, that one was the best. Um, and. Is in terms of like, fuck you, you know, I got my revenge. What? <laughs> I'm still just traumatized from using the term crotch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> Who uses that term? Who uses the term crotch? <laughs> crotch? <laughs> <laughs> what else am I supposed to call it? I, I like threw open my mouth a little bit when you <laughs> <laughs> whatever dude 
So yeah, Johnny's dead. Why don't you just say bosom or you know, like another uncomfortable word? <laughs> I didn't say moist crotch. <laughs> the password is nipple. <laughs> <laughs> you know that little thing. Little, you know that little, little thing. Um, don't say crotch anymore. All right. So anyway, there's a nice spurt of blood from his below the waist, above the thigh area. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's screaming bloody murder because his, his dick just got cut off. Uh, and meanwhile, Johnny's wife is at the gas station where he works and she's bitching and screaming because Johnny's not there. And he would never run off. He would never cheat on me. He would never do anything to... You know, abuses is. Uh, uh, don't forget the fact that this wife of his looks like she was road hard and put away wet. Put away wet. <laughs> <laughs> she was pretty rough, rough tread of road. Um, and she's bitching at the last two guys, and she, you know, get the fuck out of here. And Johnny would never do such and such or whatever. Uh, so the last two guys get into the boat. And they take off, you know, onto the lake that Jennifer was staying at. Um, and I, some reason I missed this part, but she gets into the boat somehow with one of the guys. And and the, the, the second of the two is somehow out of the boat and he's holding an axe. Again, she gets the axe and as she's trolling and riding around in the, in the water... Uh, she, she gets, she's got the ax, she raises it up over her head and buries it into the back of one of the guys. Um, oh, Andy is his name. And so this just leaves the one last guy and she's, what do you even call it? She's just doing donuts in the water with the, they with the call boat. They like trawling around the lake. Trawling, trolling. Tra- I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, she's doing donuts in the lake. She's she's boating around this guy, and he's screaming, you know, it wasn't my fault. He made me do it. Da, da, da. And she stops the boat and kind of floats up to him. And now, I, I think even a two-year-old would know better than to do what this guy does. But he comes up to the back of the boat. And obviously, she's seen, or he has seen, Jennifer, uh, you know, put an axe in the back of, of his buddy and kill him. But he swims up to the back of the boat and he's holding on to the motor. By the propellers. Right by the, yeah, right by the prop. I mean, obviously, he knows that she's pissed and she's out for revenge. She just killed his, his friend. But he's hanging on to the back of the boat and, you know, again, making more excuses. Oh, well, you know, Johnny made me do it and they this, whatever. Can I help you? Can I help you? Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was that supposed to be CJ? Nash, you will never pass the CJ. <laughs> Because you just interrupted yeah. us, knucklehead. <laughs> Every time you say something, that's your voice in the spikes. Will it be? Will it sound different? I'll let you listen to it later. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Say this is Nash from Extreme Horror Replay. See ya. This is Nash from Extreme Horror Replay. See ya. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He actually thought he was going to pass as CJ. That was cute. <laughs> and he's the smart one. <laughs> oh. So, uh, sorry. The, the last guy is hanging on to the back of the motor. And, of course, she starts it up. And it cuts up his crotch area. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and, of course, and I don't then, think it. I don't think it goes to his crotch. Yeah, it would his stomach at oh, least? Why would you like narrow in on that? That one. So I could anatomy. use the word crotch again. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So yeah, she starts the motor, the motorboat, motorboat up, the boat, the motor, <laughs> the boater, the boater. <laughs> she starts the motor up, prop cuts the guy up, whether it be stomach, chest, crotch, or thighs, and um, she boats off smiling, and she has exacted her revenge. Well, she's had a month, month or two to think about it. And, it's been a couple weeks, but so yeah, and I mean that's the movie. That credits roll. <laughs> Damn it, they keep us interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, I guess actually that was a it was a nice break from the severity of the movie having Nash interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he used the uh, the diabetic terminology to try to convince us that he was CJ. <laughs> All right. Do I need to test and calibrate? Yeah. Um, our, yeah, our son is a is type one diabetic and we have to remind him on a daily basis that he needs to test and calibrate his pump. So Nash <laughs> has obviously been around for quite a quite, well, it's been two years. But anyhow, um, yeah, that's our movie. Uh, I Spit on Your Grave from 1978. A uh, bit of a difficult watch. It is on the Video Nasties list, which, like I said, I don't know if this one is still banned partially in the UK or cut the edited whatever. Hard watch, but a good movie. Uh, the acting is a little crappy, a little shoddy, crotchety. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess they, they just they must have only been to acting school for a couple weeks. <laughs> the acting was, was not good. We've got that established. But the rest of the movie... I think more than made up for the the horrible acting. Yes. And to the credit of the casters or whatever they would call the casting people, they were very creepy looking guys. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. So maybe Except they for they Matthew, wouldn't who, Yeah, I maybe mean, they weren't great actors. Goofy. Yeah, but but they were creepy looking. A must watch. If you like horror if you're like a uh you're a true gorehead you would watch this movie. Thank you. With an open mind, <laughs> and you would like it. I mean, to me, this is this is one of the and it's it's nostalgic because when we first met and we we that was what we did. We watched horror movies, um, but it was one of those movies that resonated. It There's does. some movies I mean, it's, we've it's... watched what hundreds and hundreds of horror movies. Yeah. And this oh, yeah, movie just sure. keeps coming back. It's one of those movies like we gotta watch that again. And it, it, I, I, I don't know if you can call this one nostalgia, but I mean it is and it isn't. But like it, it's one of those movies that no matter how many times you watch it, it still gets you because of the yeah. like brutality of it. You know when 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 uh, Nancy and I were dating. Like she said, we we you know we would probably run a movie four or five times a week. I'd say, you know, probably seventy five percent of of those times was horror movies. If you think we've, um, we've been together for twenty three years, and we probably watch maybe a new horror movie maybe once every couple of weeks now. New horror in terms? You mean in terms of ones that we haven't seen before? Or new horror as in, like, modern? No, ones we haven't seen before. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's what we do. I mean, that's that's our life. That's our entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> we have no life. Breaking Bad, Dexter, Sons of Anarchy, and horror movies. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this is one that will always, I mean, it's not, you know, obviously not a frequent watch because, of, again, the brutality of it. doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> no, it does not. I, I think we've pretty much covered it. Uh, your rating? I give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10? I think I'm going to go with a 10, an a, a, a out of 10 rating as well. It leaves a little bit more room for, just a little bit more room for variances i think if i'm doing it out of five yeah there's not enough room for play i just go my pure instinct is to say seven out of ten well i mean just for my reason yeah you know i'm gonna start doing them out of ten because i always did it on a five but anyway 
um, yeah, it, like this is because of the brutality of it, because of the hard nature of it, um, and because of the fact that it will stick with you. It's one of those movies that, you know, you watch it, you don't forget it. And if you haven't seen it, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's chilling. So I'm going to go eight out of 10 uh, on this one. Definitely give it a, a high watch if you've never seen it. But I mean, be warned, it is rough and it's, you know, obviously she does get her revenge, but it's a hard watch. The The rape scenes are not easy to, to handle. It was very daring for its time. And it, it uh, you know, I didn't look, but I'd, I'd be interested to see what else came out around this, this, this uh, time frame. 78, that would have been like Halloween... Yeah. First Friday the 13th, around that. Uh, Friday came out in 80. So. Halloween came out in. 78 or 9. I don't remember. And those were, that's, those were kind of mainstream compared to this. This was out of the box. I, I think so, yeah. But yeah, that, that is going to do it for us. So Nancy gives it a 7 out of 10 and I give it a 8 out of 10. And now on with the uh, paperwork, you can catch us on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, and a number of other ones. Find us on Instagram at and on Twitter at um, we are on Facebook, so if you want to look us up there and chit-chat or, you know, uh, we don't have a ton of followers on, on Facebook, but um, there are people on there, so go there. Always looking for um, true horror movie lovers. Yeah, make a suggestion, leave us a, a note, drop us a line, send an email. Yeah, if you want to leave us a review, that would be great. But more than anything, just if you're interested in horror or you know somebody that listens to the podcast, just tell them about us. It doesn't hurt to tell people that you're completely naked underneath your clothes while you do these podcasts. (laughs) I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about everybody else. Um, Yeah, just tell a friend. Tell your lover. Tell your family. Tell your enemies. Just spread the word because the more people that listen, the, you know, just uh, the better we feel. Um, You're feeling pretty good sitting on that high heel chair. My back is killing me. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) so that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to have a real whopper for you guys. So that is it for today. You stay gory, gorehead. Stay, stay freaky. I don't know. Man, I'm signing off. So thank you, goreheads, for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> <laughs>